0: Right, on the Psalm of test, where it starts, Vihine. in Parshish Bahar, or G'dayam. Vahine, hevenu sov... I got Vahine on the bottom right. Sure. Hevenu besof divrei hamidrash midrash gibore We brought a midrash before that brings a pasuk that says, gibore koah, those who are mighty of power and oh, saved Devaro, well, they do God's will. And that is to say, Le'inyan B'nei Yisrael, that applies this to the Jewish people. She'amru said the nishma' v'har-sinai, who said, we will do and we will hear at har And this pasuk of k'ibore koach, that it takes power and strength to serve Hashem, is referring to that statement that they said. Nased the One has to have power to make that statement. The Nira Mehamidrash But we also see from the midrash which darshens that Pasug and it also darshens it in a different way. In a different context. Lean in Shmita, that it also applies that to shmita, which is right here in Parshish Bahar, the mitzvah that Par- Parshas Bahar begins with is Shemitah. So those who are powerful doing God's word, the Midrash says, also really applies to Shemitah. Shmita Kabbalah Sator. We have the same Pasuk Darshan in one direction toward Shemitah and in another direction toward Kabbalah Sator. Ki'ikur Hagavura shel Kabbalah is the Iker Gavura, and Gavura here meaning inner strength, right, the ability I would say to restrain, set boundaries, a person to overcome their physical desires Lashem Shamayan. and he calls it Shisika. Shikas, Shisika means quiet, silence, and he refers to it in meaning quieting the the um, the wild base temptations of the body to quiet them the animal right side yeah the Neveshah Muhammad, Nevesha Muhammad type right and quiet them to allow oneself to overcome them because so that's what it is by Harsinai that's the Gevura needed at Harsinai that one has to be willing to quiet the desires of their body in order to involve themselves in the requirements and the obligations of Torah this would be like the
1: Halabinoni would be because right. he has to work quieting this, right, is a, this is an
0: act of, act of it's work. work. It's right. work. And, and like you're saying, that, that's what he means when he says it's gavura, it's koa. It takes strength to be able to do that. And the saying of Nasev and Ishma by Amisro, they were saying that we are prepared to do this. We're prepared to overcome and quiet the temptations of our guru for the sake of spiritual accomplishment. So that's the Gavura at Harsinai. What about the Gevura required by Shemitah? Also, Inyan Shos Shesika it's that same concept of quieting oneself. Shohoya Eitzel Shomre shvis. That was written by those who keep the laws of commotion Kamoshin Isbor Lael As it says before, Kama Gevura Tzorik Luros Es Sadehu Bor How much strength and restraint is required of a person who sees his field lying fallow, and people are going in and taking what they want, because right? they're allowed to. as him. He can too. He can go in there, but his neighbor or a guy down the block, or someone can bring in a bus from another city and decide to go into his field and eat his food, and he can't do anything about it. So that requires Shisika. He has to quiet you know, his natural desire to protect his property, protect his field, make sure he's getting his money, that's the natural desire. He has to quiet that during the Shemitah year, and that requires Gevura. Ko'ah. Ki kidei Torah sorich kol haritzona In order to really receive the Torah, one has to quiet their other desires, meaning the desires that are not toward Torah, the Limosaurus Atzmo the Kabbalah Satara to really give oneself completely over to Torah. If our energies are directed elsewhere, then we're missing that energy for Torah. If I got 80% of my Torah in energy and 20% of my energy in Torah, 20% in something else, it's not yet a Lev shawling. So whatever I've directed outside of Torah, I don't have the whole Kabbalah Satara that I really want. Vezel ha'yamatzav binei Yisrov har Sinai. This is what the Jewish people achieved when they were at Har Sinai. Kisseh hikdimu naaseh When they said first naaseh and then nishma, shabatlu v'hishtiku kol the v'shibduatzon lekabulas Torah. That they really were ready and prepared, and they were accomplished in being able to quiet these other desires and wills in order to be meshabein them, to subjugate their wills to the Torah. Now, just one second, Bruce. Now, the reason he's connecting these also is because the f- first Rashi in Parshish bahar is ma Inyan Shemitah Eitzel Harsinai. The Torah begins with, Hashem spoke this at Sinai, and then gives the laws of Shemitah. Why doesn't it start every mitzvah in the Torah like that? Hashem spoke at Sinai, and, you know, keep <laughs> focus, you know. Why this mitzvah? So Rashi explains that just as at, Sh- at Harsinai all the details and specifics of Shemitah were given, so too every detail of every mitzvah was given at Harsinai. But the connection is made, even after we get the, the response, between Shemitah and Harsinah. And that's what he's going on. That there was a similar gavura required from the neyusroel to receive Torah as there is to accomplish the Qiyum, the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Shemitah. What she calls shesikah, quieting those other desires in order to keep this mitzvah or in order to keep the whole Torah. So so this power of being able to quiet was given over at Har Sinai to us? Well, he says that they accomplished it when they said nasa and nishma, that we were prepared to do that. Even before we got to Torah, we were prepared to do that. So it, it wouldn't be Kabbalah Satura that gave us that color, but maybe, uh, I'd, if I'd be willing to go out on a limb a little bit, maybe it was the uh, Sri Rasa and the Tikkun Hamidos of Sri Rasa that brought us to that place, quieting our divine. Because that was required in order to receive Torah. But I would say, though, that once we have Kabbalah Satoru, that... Increases our ability to do this because you know derives from Torah. Now, the, this generation that received Torah, right.
1: the Sinai, there's something that's not fair here. Here it is: this this quieting. It 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 seems to me that it's a, much easier for them. We. You know, I you know I really have to say that that it's um, you say this ain't fair. It's <laughs> almost impossible for us. I'm not saying right. it's impossible. I'm right. saying it's the obstacles in our way <clears throat> are immense. They just had the the hand of Hashem on them the whole time, so their their proximity to that you would think would be ingrained in their heart more. Then they weren't working they were being taken care of so they didn't have to worry about paying for school they didn't have to worry about two people working uh making ends meet they they didn't have that right. where we're involved every day in how do we make <laughs> enough money to make things okay and, and materialistic things um it is, is
2: One year of concentration, I think, where they can reach that space. They don't have to worry about concentration. They don't have to worry about
0: the secular studies. So it's one year of life. Uh, to take that a little further, too, is that that is supposed to be the underlying principle of COLA. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that when a man goes to learn, and he does not have to worry about Parnassa for those years, three, five, whatever it is. Granted, his wife's probably working. He's being supported by his parents or his in-laws. But the concept is very similar to what Rick just mentioned, that it's it's a devotion to a number of years of Torah Torah study with as little interference um, from distraction. Now, we can go on to big conversations about whether or not that is... (laughs) <laughs> uh, healthy, whether it's being overextended, no, overdone. But that's all we're talking about. That point. Is, that's, right. a, that's a great point that I right. never thought about. Right. So. And, and really, Dor HaMidvor was like that. The Dor was a a generation that was able to be completely immersed in Torah because they did not have to be involved with worrying about Parnosa and their livelihood. So I think that you're right. It is harder for us. We have many more distractions. But on the positive side, that accomplishment that they achieved in that door is part of us. We, we have that in us. We see that from five Sandal so many times. That the accomplishments of Dor became part of our own character. And so it's within us. But in HaKhinami, we have to struggle with the outside world and make a living and pay for school. And it's hard to quiet oneself when being so occupied. Well, I'm even going further than that, right. saying that
1: is it low fare? Yeah. <laughs> but besides that statement, that it's just almost impossible to, it seems, to reach that state. Something needs a fundamental change in order to do it. In our everyday grind, it's really hard to even get the balance yeah, because yeah. either because we're not choosing to. We're not able to, because of outside things that are sometimes beyond our control. You know, if you want to send, if you have five kids and you want to send them um, a couple of them to school, and then you all of a sudden you have one that needs to go to Eretz Yisrael, and you want to do what you just said, you have to make the sacrifice. So we as parents have to sacrifice that this this state in order to help instill it in our kids, which which is wonderful except where is the fundamental change the kids are what then so they go to israel for a year they you know they get married and they're stuck in this perpetuating rut of having to do the same thing so they really don't have that either it's not like we're sacrificing ourselves so our kids can be at a better price we're doing that you know, anyway. we're doing that, it's, but you understand what I'm saying? Thing, yeah. And and so I'm saying something's wrong well, here. Well, the
0: unzello-fair part, which is what <laughs> I want to comment <laughs> on, which is the re- that Hakosh Boruchu is the one who hands out the nisionos of each generation. You know, Dorhad Dor Midmore needed their nisionos, and, you know, we're not dealing with a lot of the things they had to deal with, and, and that was, you know, pretty, uh, a lot of pretty big things happen to them that aren't happening to us. So that was their nisionos. We have to deal with our nisionos in our time, and our generation. This is what our Kodesh knows, that that we need. And it's different than one, what they needed. Yeah. I
1: was thinking in terms of this shtika and, you know, Kavalsa and so forth. Yeah. I mean, you come across this a lot of places there are a lot of people who talk to each other They don't necessarily communicate because you've got one person who's really thinking what they want, you know, and what they want to tell the other person. They're not really being, being able to cobble the words of the other person. Because mm-hmm. all they want to do is get across what they want, what right. they need. They can't silence themselves. Right. And so, you know, a person can't speak and listen at the same time. So, I mean, in a certain sense with, with Shemitah, you're sort of silencing your desires, you're silencing what you want and then you can be naseh nishma. You can you can be receptive to words because you're you're stop thinking about what you want and so forth. You're
0: you'll be receptive to listening. Right, right. and it's very, it is very important in communication, you know, to be able. In order to listen to another person, one has to for a moment you know quiet themselves to really open their ears to what they're saying. I remember Rabbi Frisky once uh, said, uh, tongue in cheek, that when two people are having a conversation nowadays. That when the other person is talking it's just the pause before the next thing i want to say <laughs> you know there's no real listening you know just a little break before i say my next comment you know. <laughs> but it's a big part of communication it is okay that was the so i wanted to see from there the rest of the mimer kind of goes works with that and let's go ahead to parsha's book of and we will see um, one like that, one that I chose. Hold on one second. Page. Hey. Hey, dollard. It will be on the bottom left of the page. Okay. Starts with Behavi. It's brought to Yerushalmi. It says in the Talmud Yerushalmi, Issa delasha morasha. The word morasha, which we usually describe as an inheritance, morasha, kehilas Yaakov, The Yerushalmi says that is diha. And he teaches that in parenthesis keha, halash, weak. The word morasha there's a weakness to that lasha. Now we, we're going to see why. The that is that is written in Shemoz, Venasati osa I will give it to you, meaning the land of Israel. Lo Racha ani Hashem. It is an inheritance of yours, a portion of yours. I am Hashem. Hu That God promised the Jewish people when they were in Egypt we would have a portion of the land of Israel. Hi, Josh. We're in page Pei page, page bottom left. However, the Jewish people who left Mitzrayim, they didn't get a chalik in Eretz Yisrael because they died in the midwif. The land of Israel was given to the next generation. Not the door midbor, but the door it's those who enter the land. <speaking in Hebrew> That's what the Yerushalmi means, that this word marasha, I'm giving you the land of Israel, marasha, is a statement which is diha, it's weak, meaning, <speaking in Hebrew> had the door ha'midbor not sinned, <speaking in Hebrew> Those who left Egypt would have entered Israel and would have taken the Chalechina. Avokaven Shafatu, but once they transgressed in the Midbor, the Hegel, the Maragwam, Morishim Lahaban. Then instead of the word Morasha meaning that it was their inheritance, it's now to be understood as Morish, that they were giving it over as an inheritance to their children. T'mevur v'gemorah, as the Gemorah explains. De'efshar lefarish morasha, the word itself, morasha, can be understood in two ways. Belashon Yerusha, either it means you inherit a chaylech, a portion, you yourself. Oh, belashon morishim, or it means that you give over an inheritance to another. So the pasuk is ms, of course, I'm giving you the land of Israel, morasha, but what it really means is that if you work hard and you don't sin, it'll be yours. But if not, you'll give it to your children. Instead of being a Yoresh, you will be a morish And the reality as to how this pasuk would play itself out was kind of held in suspension for a while. It depended on their choice. Maybe it's the Yushalmi asked the question, The Kisiv, it's also written later in the Torah in Parsha's Devorim, another pasif with the word Morasha. Torah Siva Lanu Moshe, Morasha Kihilas Yaakov. The Torah was commanded to us by Moshe. It's our portion, it's our Morasha to the community of Yakov. Pa'im hasam nami neima, Dehashon Morasha, Deha. Shall we say there also that the word is weak? Weak meaning it's kind of held in suspense, suspended to see how it carries itself out. Does that mean that it didn't really mean the Torah is a, an, an inherited portion for us? <speaking> in> Yushami in says, Yeah, enokhinami. The same thing could be said about the word Maresha there. Keshaatem <speaking> but. <in> When we work hard, this is the beginning of Parshas Bikkurim. Rashi says we have to be amelink the Torah, toil, hard work in Torah. If we work hard in it, then it's our Yerusha. Morasha means we get it. Viimlav, lav, and if we don't work hard in the Torah, mishakeach kula, we're gonna forget it. Zehu tochen divrei That's what the Gemara says. Umvur de'im eini game the Torah, in Yerusha. And it's explained then that if we don't work in Torah, we're not going to be able to hold on to that Chelek of Torah, which is ours. What about the Pasuk? It's our inheritance. The same idea. If you don't get your Chelek, you're going to give it to your kids. Morasha can be understood in both ways. If any particular generation doesn't put forth the effort to really absorb Torah, so they're not Yerushim, The Torah will then go down to the next door and will be a Morish. We will give over the Torah as an inheritance to the children. So it's saying this, Uh, let let me finish it. If we as individuals really want the Torah, when he, when he says this now, he means our own Chelek in Torah. It's not a release from keeping Torah. He means really absorbing and integrating Torah. To have it as a Yerusha, Tzorichim Leze Yigiyah. That requires hard work and toil. Shehihi hahalicha b'chelkesha torah That refers to pacing about, walking in one person's Chelek of Torah. That's the lotion of Im Kosai you have to walk around in it. Or as we'd say in English, you have to dive in. You gotta dive into it. Pace around, get a feel for it, get involved in it. Then it becomes yours. delay. That's why it says kosai If you walk in my laws, are mailing the Torah. If you walk around in it, exercise, get yourself worked up in the Torah. Yehielo hem the halicha v'chelka Torah. then the Torah is acquired into your Etsim, into your very being as your chalet and if you don't and you don't get that chalet then we're a morish we pass it on to our kids and they have the opportunity to absorb that chalet <laughs> what's that Rick?
2: right <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Josh? Uh, this sounds familiar. Has he, he stated something like this in one of the other Mahometans? Well, it's possible. It? I have a little star on here. So we may have
0: seen this at some time. Although last year, oh. we weren't learning Orgadayahu no. yet. But I taught him sometimes on Shabbos and sometimes on Yom-tiv. So we we may have seen this here, same Imran, another time of year. Or he said a similar Mahshavah I somewhere think, else. I, I, yeah.
2: think, I just think that somewhere else. But, I mean, the idea of if we work at it, it's never, it's not lost. It's not, right. the, the, the idea being that, that even if we fail to to become uh, a Torah properly, it's, just because we don't, it doesn't mean that, uh, I mean, it's like, it's like generally you say if if a person doesn't acquire a certain fortune or a certain uh, uh uh, That's Then how can you say that his grandchildren are going to inherit it? That I think is what he said before. Right. Because I mean, it, you know, if if, if if the grandfather didn't have it, then how, how can, can they have? How, how, how could the son or grandson inherit what the grandfather didn't have? Right. Because it's 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 held in, in like uh, on the trust, but, yeah. in escrow. So, escrow. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the other thing was, I'm reminded, wasn't there something that, I don't know, you know, walking, you know, yeah. kind of
0: telling him to walk on the yeah. yeah, he actually um, talks about that what a little bit. Of, I didn't start at the beginning, about one way to be kona karka is to walk the pace off the land. If you buy a field from somebody, in order to make a hazak a kenyan on the, on the karka, if you pace off the boundaries of your field, then that's a kenyan and the Shem bring down the Kleokar specifically, that when Hashem told Avravinu you know, to walk in Eretz Yisrael, that he did that in order to make a Kenyan on the land.
2: So this is, this is also... This right. Also,
0: that's this idea of making a Kenyan in Torah by, by walking around in it, you know, getting getting uh, getting into it. That's the Kenyan in
2: Torah. I learned this week that if a person uh, puts money down on Parqa, but hasn't received the star yet, the bee, and someone else goes and does a nice, uh, on the land, digs something or other, then the second person acquires. Yeah, he has the real kidney. Yeah, so, but, but in this case, both people can acquire that, that that. Uh, you know, but, right. Uh, right, but it, it helps better to dig into the, no, the... dig into it. Into, into dig the, into the, Kenyan, the insurance, right, right. Simply to put money down. Right. Now,
1: he's going to... I'm sorry, we've I'm just... I'm understanding this to mean that there's, you know, two things here. Mm-hmm. That this, um... That this is a personal... Acquiring,
2: yeah. Right? This is we're not yes. talking
1: about. We're all keeping Torah. Right. It's not and, it. And the Torah but ours. there's a spe- there's a there's a specific darik. Right. But it seems that this darik, what he's implying, it, since it can be, if you don't seem to recognize that this is your darik, then it passes on to your children. So right. this seems to be something that does that mean a family can have a certain type of darik? I think so. Is is, you know because if you're going to sure. pass yours, what you didn't use. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. It's just, uh, you know, and it's sometimes weird. it does change from one generation to another. But the family can have a see, you see families that for a number of Doros follow a particular dara. You know, then then you see others, you know, that do differently as well. You so know, Hasidim become uh, Lithics, and <laughs> Lithics become Hasidim, <laughs> well, and you know,
2: yeah, well, I mean, I think you probably more Lithics become Hasidim. you could say that, in head, but you know, we have you know even people with very strong dara. Um, you know, and we see that some, something will happen to I mean the Hager you, know, you think looked at all the descendants of Rabbi Kiva Hager and all be break with but that's not true right
0: <laughs> okay now we'll see one more paragraph where he really ties in nicely a Mishnah and Pirkei us at that time of year to this concept Z. based on this idea that the word Morashah can mean both a personal inheritance, I'll use Bruce's word, or an inheritance that you pass on to your kids if you don't get it personally. Yesh Litarets Kushias Hatos Vesyemtev de The Yavos. Litos one of the great Meforshe Amishnayas. he was Rev Yemtev Lipman Heller in the 1600s. He was Mefaresh this. First, I'm sorry. Rather, he asked the question: the Yishtashem." It says in the Mishnah, "Hasken atzmochal zil mo Torah." One should prepare themselves to study Torah. Sheein Yerusha la, because the Torah is not an inheritance. You can't just sit back and get it. V'hiksha the Tosas Yam Tefas, "Dah kaseiv Torah tsevulanu Moshe Morasha ki la'shanga." What do you mean? The Mishnah says, it's not a Yerusha. The Pasuk says it is. The Pasuk in the Torah says, Moresha kehilash <laughs> so the Urgadayahu says, based on what we said, we can answer this question. Yesh Lomar. ha-Torah, True, the Torah is called Morasha. Avol Yerusha. But it doesn't say it's Yerusha. It doesn't say, Torah tziva lo'numosha Yerusha because a person, it's possible for a person not to absorb Torah and really connect to their personal khaled, even though they might be keeping Torah in mitzvahs same concept if you don't work hard in the Torah you're not going to get that personal connection but you can still get over, give it over to your kids but that's a great thing. The Torah will not cease from one's descendants. And your kids still have the opportunity to make it a Yerusha. If they work hard. Without hard work, you can't acquire Torah at that level. Therefore, prepare yourself in the study of Torah, it's not a guarantee that you're going to work hard and get your chilek in it. That has to be yours. God says that I gave you the Torah. You want your connection to it? You're going to have to work. If you want your personal chilek, work hard. Then you will inherit it. So the, the Mishnah really goes very nicely according to this mahaleh of the Orgadaya. That it, work hard in Torah so that it will be your personal inheritance. Yerushala. If you don't, it'll still be a Morasha, but it's not going to be a Yerusha. You can still pass it on to your kid. You're not going to get your Thalik. If if we're not, I'm mailing the to Torah. We don't toil in the study of Torah. Okay, that's